What makes Christianity different? I mean, there's a lot of religions in the world, but what makes Christianity unique? How can it claim to be different or special from all the others? Well, if we think about the different religions of the world, what we find is that people are seeking God. They want to know what he is like. They're reaching out and looking for him to the best of their ability. But what makes Christianity unique and different is that we believe God comes seeking us, that he would take on a human nature, that he would relate to us in a way that we can understand, that God loves us so much that he wants us to be in relationship with him. We believe in a personal God, not an ambiguous force that created the universe, but someone who can know us and love us and desire what's best for us. We believe that God wants us to be in relationship with him. In so many other religions, it's about a teaching. It's about this is how you are to live your life, or this is the book that we follow. In Christianity, we believe it's about relationship. We believe it's about knowing and loving a person or three persons, rather, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We believe that God desires us to follow him so that we can be with him forever in heaven, so that that relationship that starts here on earth continues for all eternity. That's different from all the other religions. But we see this manifested in our gospel passage. Jesus is there at the well, And he's desirous of a relationship with the woman who arrives there. He says, give me a drink. Now, maybe he's thirsty for physical water, but even more so, he's thirsty for a relationship with her. He's thirsty for her faith, her love. He's thirsty for her hope. He wants to be in relationship with her, but he doesn't start off by saying, I'm God. No, he starts off in a way that gets her to talk to him. He starts off with a simple request, which could be understood in a regular human way, even though he means it in a deeper spiritual way. And we see that she's open to this. Because even though she knows that Jews and Samaritans don't get along, she's willing to talk to him. She could have just ignored him. She didn't have to say anything. Gone about her business, got the water that she came for, and gone home. But instead, she responds to him. She questions him. And he responds to her. They're having a conversation. They're in relationship. He's trying to draw out of her a greater desire, a greater depth of relationship with him. And so although he's saying these things in a spiritual way, she doesn't quite understand what he's talking about, they're still in communication. They're still in conversation. And that's what it can be sometimes for us. We can be praying, and maybe God will inspire us in some way, and we may not understand what he means by that, but that's okay. We can continue the conversation. We can continue the relationship. Jesus tells her that if she knew who he was, he would 
she would ask him for a drink, and he would give her living water. Now, this is confusing to her because she's still thinking on a human earthly level. She's still thinking about physical water. But Jesus makes it clear that he's talking about something greater because he says that the water he will give becomes a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, for us, maybe that's hard for us to understand and grasp. What kind of water is he talking about? It's, it's a kind of spiritual water. He's talking about sanctifying grace, the grace necessary to get to heaven, the grace that's given to us at baptism, the grace that those who believe in him will have. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, that he's going to give that to those who believe, who follow, that we receive at baptism. This spiritual water he wants everyone to have so that they can be with him forever in heaven. But that relationship starts on earth. He's awakening in her a desire, a desire for this kind of water that she still doesn't fully understand. And again, that can be like our relationship with Jesus. He may be asking us of things that we don't fully understand, that we don't fully appreciate, but we can continue the conversation and let him reveal it to us over time as our desire for him, as our desire for understanding grows, our capacity will also grow in understanding what he's trying to say and understanding what he's trying to offer us. Jesus has a sudden turn in the conversation when he tells her to go get her husband. And she tells him she doesn't have a husband. But Jesus was testing her. Testing her honesty, testing her sincerity. These are important points for our own prayer. Are we being honest? Are we being sincere when we talk to God in prayer? Are we sharing with him what's going on? Jesus is testing her, and when she answers honestly that she doesn't have a husband, he then reveals to her more about herself. He tells her about her own life. This is an important thing for us, too. When we are in relationship with God, we understand ourselves better, why we do what we do, how we came to certain conclusions. We get a greater clarity of who we are, through our relationship with Jesus because he reveals that to us as we continue that relationship. And when she realizes he knows her in a special and unique way, she takes a leap of faith and refers to him as a prophet. There's a new level in their relationship now. Instead of just simple openness to conversation, now she's starting to have faith in him. Now she's starting to quench his thirst. And so this desire in her heart for faith is being awakened. And so she turns the conversation herself, too, and asks about worship. She wants to be in relationship with God. She wants to worship God as he is called to be worshipped. But there's a dispute between the Samaritans and the Jews of where that should be. And so, recognizing that Jesus is special, that he's different, she called him a prophet, she's looking for answers to her questions. And this, too, can happen with us. As our relationship with Christ grows, we can start to ask him questions, confident that he'll know the answers, 
confident that he wants to reveal these things to us. It helps us to trust him more when he shows us how well he knows us and how much he loves us. Keep in mind, Samaritans and Jews don't get along. The very fact that Jesus is talking to her amazed her at the very beginning. And yet he still desires that relationship. And he tells her that worship is going to change. It's no longer going to be the way the Samaritans do it, no longer going to be the way that the Jews do it. Instead, we're going to worship in spirit and truth. There's going to be a new kind of worship. And she knows that it's the Messiah who brings about such things. And Jesus saying that this is about to happen gets her even more excited. Her faith, her hope, and her love is growing even more so as she continues this relationship with Jesus. And she shares what she knows, which isn't a whole lot, but she knows that the Messiah is coming, and when he comes, he's going to reveal everything. And then Jesus, seeing that she's reached this newer level, this higher level of faith, hope, and love, reveals to her himself. And again, this is true for all of us. In our relationships with the Lord, as we spend more time with him, as our relationship with him grows, we get to understand him better. We get to fall even more in love with our Lord, who cared for us so much to take on human flesh, who was willing to give up his life, and as we heard in our second reading, die for us on the cross to give us the opportunity for heaven. He will reveal some of his secrets to us as our faith in him, as our hope in him, as our love in him continues to grow. And he shares with her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. And that's kind of an odd statement. I am he. Why would he say it like that? It's an allusion back to the divine name of God. When Moses was seeing the burning bush, and he asks God for his name, he says, I am who am. Jesus is alluding to the fact that he is not only the Messiah, he is also God. He's revealing that to her because she seemed to reach a level of faith, hope, and love that she could receive that secret about him. And we know that as she runs off and then she goes to tell the people, she has been transformed. You might not have picked it up, but at the very beginning of our gospel passage, an important detail was given to us. It was noon. We might think, well, who cares what time of day it was? It's important because no one goes out to get water at noon. It's the heat of the day. It is the most grueling time to be outside and be exposed to the sun. Why would anyone go out at noon unless they're trying to avoid everyone else? She's an outcast because of her history, because of her past. She's isolated from the rest of the community. She's been persecuted. She's been looked down upon. And so she's avoiding everyone. But now, now that she's encountered Jesus, now that she has been filled with his love, now she goes to the very people she was hiding from to tell them about Jesus. And we see she's... Even though she's willing to do this, she's not yet at that point of full faith herself. Because she says, could he be the Messiah? Could he be the Christ? She's almost there, but not quite. And we hear that the other people of the town listening to her invite Jesus to stay, and he's with them for two days. 
And by the time he's finished spending time with them, the whole town, not just this woman, but everybody believes that he is the savior of the world. This gives us hope too. Not only do we have the example of the woman at the well, we have the example of the people that by spending time with Jesus, we grow in our faith, our hope, our love in him. We grow in our confidence of who he is. And like the woman at the well, we can become transformed through that relationship with Jesus. This is what our faith is about. God wants to make us the best version of ourselves, and we can't do that on our own. He wants to mold us. He wants to form us through being in relationship with him. And through being in relationship with him, we understand who we are all the more. And by having our identity rooted in God, not our job, not other people, but in God, then we can understand what is being asked of us. Then the way we live our lives is transformed. Then we know our mission, what we are to do. And so relationship with Jesus is key to our life here on earth because it helps us to understand who we are and what to do so that we can continue that relationship with God forever in heaven. One of the other things that's unique about our faith is that in the Catholic faith, we believe that not only did Jesus become man and give himself up on the cross so that we could be with him forever in heaven, but that he loves us so much, he came up with a way to stay with us, that we can be in intimate relationship with him still here on earth, that we can become physically in contact with the God of the universe because he still comes to us today at every Mass in the Most Holy Eucharist.